I'm Carrie Dozer, and this is TGen Talks. As the second most common cause of death in the United States, cancer research is a huge focus at TGen, where researchers study many types of cancer, including lung and colon cancer, pancreas and blood cancer, and cancers affecting children. On this edition of the show, we talk with a researcher who specializes in cancers of the brain and whose study findings may help doctors more precisely choose the best available treatment for each individual brain cancer patient. And here with me for this episode of TGen Talks is Dr. Flora Spartel, who's only been at TGen for, it seems like, a matter of minutes. You're kind of a new guy around here. Thanks for joining me. Can you tell me what your title is here at TGen? Absolutely. I'm, I'm just really happy to be here. Um, thanks for the invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am an assistant professor here at TGen in the uh, Cancer and Cell Biology Division, uh, but I also have an appointment with City of Hope uh, uh, as a, uh, an assistant professor at the Department of um, Computational and Quantitative Medicine, and I also have appointments at Arizona State University and the University of Arizona uh, as an adjunct assistant professor. Sounds really busy, yet you're managing to do some pretty important research. I hope so, yeah. I hope so. What is your area? What was your area of study and expertise, uh, and, and what made you choose the field? Yeah, so I work in cancer genomics, uh, specifically looking at brain tumor genomics. And genomics means essentially that we're looking at the DNA of tumors. Uh, Specifically, we're looking at how tumor DNA is different from um, the DNA that we inherit from our our parents. And how did I get into that? Um, You know, I think I went to medical school uh, and I became fascinated by the brain and how the brain works. And I got really interested in oncology. And um, I saw a lot of patients suffering from brain tumors and that really empowered me, um, you know, to move into this field. It seems like a it seems like a steep hill to climb. People hear the the term brain cancer or brain tumor and they think there's nothing left to fight that humans always lose that battle. Was that part of it? What made you go into a field that seemed so daunting? Yeah, you could say that's part of it. Um, it's absolutely the case that um, the specific there are fortunately there are some types of brain tumors that 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 are that are very curable um, and, and, and that have a very good prognosis. Uh, but unfortunately, many of them don't. And uh, many of them actually have a very severe prognosis and um, um, severely impact the, the patient, their family, and, and loved ones. Uh, and, and that was definitely a motivation for, for me to move into that field. This might be too general a question, but how many different kinds of brain cancer are there? Oof, you know, I don't actually know the number. There are a lot. Uh, there are um, hundreds, and um, but 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 many of them are really small and rare subtypes. Um, usually, it tends to be the case that the more rare the brain cancer, the better prognosis. All right, so and the better the patient does. Uh, it's, it's unfortunately the more common ones that tend to be uh, more aggressive and, and and tend to have the worst prognosis. Fundamentally speaking, is the study and treatment of brain cancers very different from the study and treatment of other cancers? Yes and no. Um, No, because many cancers, we still use the same types of treatment regimens to to treat these tumors. Um, Chemotherapy and radiotherapy, probably most people have heard of those. Um, Those two modalities, uh, treatment, are, are essentially used for for all types of cancers, regardless of it, whether it's the brain, the liver, 
um, the, 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 the lungs or, or the kidneys or any other organ uh, for, for that matter. Um, what, what makes brain cancer different is I think, especially when it comes to chemotherapy or essentially drugs, um, drugs have a much harder time reaching the brain because of a, a barrier known as a blood-brain barrier. And that makes drugging uh, the brain especially difficult. That brings me to my question about your area of research and your study, and, and essentially, I assume, why you're here at TGen. More than half of cancer patients at some point are treated with radi radiation therapy. Um, is that the area that you chose to study? And if so, why? Is there a big question you were, you were trying to answer? Yeah, so in, in general, my lab and, and um, also throughout my postdoc, we looked at brain tumor genomics, which is really just looking at the DNA of, of brain tumors and how it differs from, from normal DNA. So radiotherapy is something that we started looking at um, because one, one of the things that we were so interested in is understanding why it is that with, with brain tumors, no matter what we do, uh, no matter how we treat them, the, the tumor always comes back. Um, Many patients, if they're, if they're fit enough to have another surgery, to go through another round of treatment, they will want to do that, and that will be what, what we do. And so we wanted to see if we could, we, we could now look at the tumor when it comes back and then take the, the second tumor uh, and compare it to the first tumor and to kind of see what, what has now changed in the DNA of the tumor over time. People had typically... Before that, I really only looked at the first tumor. Now, what is it, what is different in the DNA of the first tumor to compare to the normal DNA? Now we're looking at, well, what's different in the second tumor compared to the first tumor compared to the normal DNA? And so we specifically started wondering, well, what happens with treatment, right? And how does treatment actually affect the DNA of these tumors over time? So if, if drug therapy is less effective with brain tumors, you're obviously looking at at the majority of cancer patients with brain tumors who have been treated with radiotherapy. And you're trying to answer the question, how is their tumor different the second time or the third time, those recurrences? What did you find? Yeah, so one of the things we looked at, right, is when we treat a tumor with radiotherapy. In radiotherapy, the way it works is that radiotherapy causes these um, little breaks in the DNA, right? And that's what we want it to do, right? We want it to break the DNA because cells that have broken DNA, and DNA is really important because it's the blueprint, essentially, for the cell. And it tells the cell to, to, to do what it does, what it's good at. And so if it's broken, um, it, it'll typically cause the cell to die. And so that's what we want to happen to tumor cells, right? We want those, we want those DNA breaks. We want the cells to die uh, and the tumor cells to go away. Um, that's what we're, you know, what we're expecting to kind of see. Um, the alternative scenario, right, is where the DNA doesn't, um, and where the DNA maybe breaks, but then before the cell dying, it actually gets repaired. And so the break gets stitched back together, and though the broken ends of DNA get stitched back together. Uh, um, but usually when that happens, it's not a perfect fix, right? And so what you'll see is that letters in the DNA will have... Um, um, will, have, will have disappeared. Uh, sometimes maybe letters will have added. Maybe sometimes you can see letters will have changed. Um, and so you kind of have this imperfect repair process going on uh, in response to radiation. And so we kind of knew in theory that this was always happening. But what we were seeing, what we wanted to see is now having all these, you know, I think we had about 
250 uh, patients that had been um, you know, treated in, in one way or the other, can we actually see differences in patients that were treated with radiotherapy and that were not treated with radiotherapy? And so, indeed, we saw that. So we saw that patients that were treated in radiotherapy um, showed all these small deletions in their DNA. Uh, moreover, some patients showed more deletions than other patients, um, which also gave us an idea that maybe the, the amount of deletions that we can see can actually be some sort of um, um, way to quantify um, how much DNA repair there is ongoing. And, and, and more DNA repair essentially meaning that um, the tumor is more resistant to radiotherapy because it's more able to deal with those DNA breaks. Which is exactly the wrong thing to happen. In other words, we're treating patients with radiotherapy to kill the tumor. Yep. And after a certain point, you were finding that the more times you went after that tumor, the more resistant it became to future radiotherapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think it's, I don't want to refute the evidence that radiotherapy isn't a good thing, right? I think it's, it's, a, it's a very important that we treat these patients with radiotherapy. It's, it's very effective. Um, but what this, it, 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 and, and whether or not the patient, the tumor could be coming stronger, it's also disputable. I mean, we see in the evidence that, that um, patients who get treated with radiotherapy generally um, uh, benefit from that treatment. They live, they live, they live longer. They do better. Um, what it can help do uh, is now maybe tease out patients that have, you know, we've treated with radiotherapy once, and we kind of saw after that first treatment, well, they're pretty resistant to radiotherapy. Well, maybe we could say, well, if if we're going to treat them again, because typically after they have that second surgery. That, you know, they'll be subject to another round of treatment after that. So it's, you know, you have your surgery. Well, now what do we do next? Do we, do we give additional chemotherapy? Do we give additional radiotherapy? Combination thereof? Are there other drugs we can try? Are there other trials we can enroll them in? Um, but, but, but this could be helpful to say, well, maybe, you know, this particular patient, the first time we gave them radiotherapy, they were pretty resistant to it. Maybe we should not give them radiotherapy again. Your study didn't seek to, to determine whether or not radiotherapy is still a good option. It's often still the best first option, yeah. but it might not be the best second or third option for a particular patient. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, but uh, yes, but uh, more studies are really needed to, to really precisely uh, be able to quantify that. Um, we're, what we're just seeing is how, how is radiotherapy changing the, the DNA in, in all of these tumors? And that's previously, it's really been only known um, to the sense that we kind of, for, from a textbook perspective, where we say, oh, well, um, radiotherapy causes DNA breaks and causes deletions, but it's never really been measured. And so we're, now we're actually able to, to quantify and titrate the amount of deletions and the, um, uh, and the amount of mutations um, that this is um, leading to in, in, in patients. And we're now able to separate patients maybe on those that respond better and respond worse. Part of the TGen mission is about more personal treatments, more precise treatments. Is there a day in the future that you hope that everyone who's diagnosed with a brain tumor of any kind has that kind of specific treatment that we are treating your brain tumor, not the type of brain tumor that you may present with. Well, absolutely. I think that's 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 where all of us are kind of moving towards. Uh, and and this is just one small 
one small step along the road because there's so much we need we still don't know and so much we need to do to get there um, and so every little step helps right it seems like the more you know in other words the more studies come up with a, a definite concrete conclusion the more you realize more research needs to be done is there enough time in the day <laughs> yeah that's uh uh, that's the million-dollar question, I think. Um, um, uh, it seems that every study we do uh, uh, reaches more questions, but I think every study also moves us, moves the field forward just a little bit, um, and just a little bit to stay optimistic that, um, um, that, 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 that we're really making progress here and that uh, um, you know, we can change practice and that we can find a cure uh, uh, to brain cancer. What is next for you at TGen if when this particular study, this particular question seems answered? What, what is next? What would you like to do? Um, so actually right now my lab is really focused on um, the, the ends of chromosomes. So our DNA is packed into these units called chromosomes. Uh, and so um, at the end of, the, uh, at the end of uh, these these. these units of, of, of DNA. There's this, this segment called the telomere. Uh, and so we know that this segment shortens with, with, each, with each cell division. And in cancer, they can be particularly short, particularly long. Uh, uh, they can be all sorts of different shapes. And um, it's, it's really important for, for cancer cells to be able to maintain this DNA because we know that um, um, when they are, when these DNA segments are too short, um, they become dysfunctional, meaning they can be quickly rearranged, uh, take all sorts of other different conformations, uh, and, and that could be beneficial to the, to the tumor in the sense that it could make the tumor more aggressive or acquire mechanisms to, 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 to become more resistant to therapy, to become um, you know, more and more and more aggressive. Uh, and so, so we're studying that from a genetic point of view, looking at the specific DNA sequences, but also from an epigenetic point of view, looking at the conformation that DNA takes in, in, in sort of 3D space uh, and how it interacts with, with, um, with, with the DNA just being essentially the blueprint of, uh, of cells, uh, but actually um, another important molecule being RNA, which is really... Uh, uh, pieces of smaller pieces of DNA that contain the specific instructions to to make uh, make proteins, which actually do all the actions. And so, how conformational changes in, in uh, of telomeres can actually affect um, um, how uh, RNA molecules are tr transcribed from DNA. So that's that's another field of study. Is there anything that I missed? Anything that you wish I had asked about your research or your lab that I did not? Yeah. So, well, that's that's one area. So, specifically looking at uh, uh, um, um, telomeres, both genetics, uh, DNA, epigenetics. You know, other than DNA, another area that we're really interested in is continuing this work on uh, um, specifically glioma, but now looking at um, liquid biopsies, um, where we can take, for example, samples of blood uh, and in a similar fashion to how we're looking at radiotherapy, how it's changing the tumor DNA, can we now follow the tumor over time by simply looking at looking at the blood, uh, patient's blood? Um, so patients that had a tumor, um, you know, one of the biggest question is, especially with brain tumor, because like I mentioned, unfortunately, it always comes back, right? But how do we 
identify when it comes back. Typically, we'd look on an MRI scan, right? But you don't want to wait until a patient has symptoms of a brain tumor. Yeah, and, and, and typically, and sometimes with an MRI scan, you might be too late, right? So can we catch it earlier by looking, looking just at a, a, a sample of blood, which is so much easier to obtain. Um, um, so, so that's another area of research that, 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 that we're You already have on. five jobs. Are you going to have time Oof. for that one? Uh, well, I'm, you know, I have a great team of, uh, uh, a great team that, that, you know, I've only been here for a couple of months now, but I already have a couple of great people working, uh, working with me and working on answering these questions. And I'm, I'm definitely looking to expand, um, you know, maybe I can actually use this as a shout out. If there's anybody in science who, who loves to, to study brain tumors, is interested in DNA, is interested in genomics, um, you know, look me up, um, and there's, you know, we're, we're looking to expand our team and, um, you know, work on, work on these questions. There you have it. It's the first casting call uh, we've ever had <laughs> on TGen Talks. Dr. Flores Bartel, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. For more on TGen research into brain cancer and other types of cancer, go to tgen.org. TGen, an affiliate of City of Hope, is an Arizona-based nonprofit medical research institute dedicated to conducting groundbreaking research with life-changing results. You can find more of these podcasts at tgen.org slash tgentalks or on Apple Podcasts. For TGen Talks, I'm Carrie Dozer.